practicing my golf game so I can take money off my friend Jim Merkel the next time we play. Today I'm going to talk to Jim. Jim's the president and CEO of Rockbridge. Rockbridge is a private equity firm out of Columbus, Ohio. Jim and his team have done a great job. They're stalwarts in the hotel industry. Uh, let's hear what he's got to say. Thanks for joining. Uh, I like your backdrop, brother. You like that? I do. You're looking all official. Yeah, yeah you know, we... Uh, we threw up some of our uh, posters and for uh, our video conferences and town hall meetings and that sort of thing. I mean, I love it. Although it reminds me of the unofficial peak of the industry. Uh, did I call it? <laughs> did I call it? This is, we, we, we are going to, uh, when we get the idea of having a big party at our, at ALIS, uh, in 10 years, just know that it will mark the peak. Yeah, you're two for two, aren't you? Two for two. Yeah, yeah. We, we we crushed the first one and the sky, uh, sky bar. Yeah. Sky bar, thank you. Yeah. And we and we destroyed this last good run <laughs> at Alice. Yeah, next year it's going to be a potluck. <laughs> yeah, it's brown baguette. I think that's yeah. back to our roots. Yes, exactly, for sure. <laughs> Tell me you have pictures of the of that. I do. Yeah, you got to send them. I do. I got to send them. Yeah. Oh, so you surviving? Yeah, yeah. Not how's quarantine life? Uh, quarantine life. Uh, it's been uh, you know it's been busy, right? Really busy, obviously. But uh, I've been coming to the office uh, every day, so. And uh, just so you can get out of the house. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I like to, um, when I get home, I want to just decompress. Yeah. And so I usually uh, have long days away from the, uh, away from home. And then when I'm there, I try not to work. So that's, that's my quarantine. That's my normal routine. And I'm um, struggling to pick, always work. I'm struggling to picture Jim Merkel, the, uh, uh, virtual homeschool teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. right. Help your son with the math homework. I, I bet not. Yeah, no, no. I I, uh, I try to leave all of that to uh, to my to my wife, uh, and she's been doing that. She's been pulling her hair out. What's uh, and I'm sure everybody's experiencing this, but these schools that aren't accustomed to online uh, online schooling. Uh, are not very good at it, and so it's been uh, it's been tough uh, for them to get up to speed and learn how to teach online. So they've been struggling through it. But you know, my I have a I have a son in fifth grade, and he's our most conscientious student, and was all stressed out about you know his test scores that were going down because he was confused, you know to on the subject and they were struggling to teach it online and we had to sit them down and tell them to relax. It's okay. We're mom and dad are, are good. You know, don't worry about it. And, uh, you, you'll, uh, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll learn it. Don't, don't stress out. Even though you uh, couldn't answer one of his questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I saw a note the other day from what kid like kindergartner that basically, Handwritten was like it is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, 
that was uh, I don't know if you saw Saturday Night Live where uh, where oh. they had a skit about graduation where basically uh, if you're going to uh, Harvard or Yale, you're paying tuition basically for University of Phoenix with worse tech support. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I'd be paying for university these days. Yeah. But I'm not there yet, so who knows? Yes. Who knows? You find a way to get a haircut yet? Uh, my wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she clippered me up. How did yeah, how'd she do? Yeah, yeah, you're killing it. Yeah. Just yeah. the sides. The top doesn't. Yeah, the top, I didn't let her go there. That was I didn't let her go there, although I'm getting close. That's <laughs> right. Eventually. Yeah. Right. Drive to Georgia. I guess ours are open. Although I'm not brave enough to go yet. So. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We uh, tattoo parlors are opening up this uh, this Friday. So if you're uh, if you need a tattoo, you can come to Ohio. It's an essential business, Jim. Essential. That yes. and the tanning salons. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. We're in Georgia. They're starting to get back out, though. I can feel the energy. I don't know if that's yeah. too bad. What are you binge yeah. watching? Tell me you're watching the Tiger King. Yeah, I've watched that. Yeah, I've, I've watched the Tiger King, but that was uh, I, I didn't I didn't get that whole uh, that whole series. But we are uh, we're watching Ozarks now. You, uh, uh, we're kind of late to the game there, but it is uh, fantastic. I just finished the second season. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Although now I'm watching. Little fire. You're kind of like Bateman, you know, just calm. Yeah, yeah, it's the same mannerisms. Yeah, just calm. Rugged, good looks. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Got it it under under control at all times. All times, you think. Talk to your hotels. How many of them are closed down? What's the pain looking like there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have 76 hotels. Um, We had 18. Uh, closed and uh, one has reopened so we're 17 closed that includes um, probably six of those yeah six of those were uh, closed due to renovation uh, and or development so um, 12 were truly closed um, through uh, the this COVID uh, pandemic but uh, we're now 11 closed or how'd you pick the 11? Is it markets or is it types of assets? Uh, mostly type of assets. The, the bigger, yeah. um, higher rated urban group houses were the, the most affected and were the toughest to, um, you know, to uh, rationalize staying open, even though staying open, um, was marginally different than closing and you know that was you know something i never hoped to learn but um you know that these properties don't uh they're not free when you close down they they have expenses and uh so we we've got negative operating losses um you know whether we're closed or open and um and so we stayed open on a, on a lot of properties and it ended up uh, working out. We had more demand than we expected um, on, uh, on hotels we were thinking about closing. How, how concerned are you with those operating losses? I mean, I know everybody's concerned today, but how concerned are you? Yeah, I mean, they are, uh, you know, they're not any fun uh, for sure. And 
I call it the COVID ditch. So if you look at a chart, you know, you have this chart that goes down and comes back up and it's just a ditch that we've created and that's cash flow. And uh, so we got to try and fill that ditch in order to mitigate, you know, the impact of the investment. And, and so how do we, you know, how you fill that ditch is, um, is limit your, you limit the losses as best you can and, and lower your cost of capital. It's really the two choices that you have today. And um, so we've been able to lower our cost of capital uh, a bit. Um, you know, our, uh, you know, our, I, I definitely um, uh, give a lot of credit to our, our debt team and our capital markets team. They uh, going into this, uh, we have a, um, all our loans are with balance sheet lenders. That's one. Um, so we have somebody to talk to. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, um, we were either hedged or had the ability to, uh, we were floating and had the ability to swap our rates. Um, and, you know, our average cost of capital across our portfolios, um, 3.2%, which is, which is pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, and, you know, being in the business for 20 years, you think about, uh, you know, the portfolio to have that uh, for a hotel to have that, that cost of capital is, uh, is a new, uh, new experience for me. Yeah. What were they when we first got into this industry? Oh, you know, that, uh, you know, on, on a conventional loan, I mean, you were six plus percent and six, seven percent. You know, and that's just, that was down in the 65%, 70% range. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's changed uh, changed quite a bit. And all the old timers talk about the 12 and 18%. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, I can't remember. I I, I try to, I can't remember what the actual cost of capital, maybe it was, it wasn't any more than 8%, so it's 6 to 8%. But that was about normal for everybody. Yeah. Now we're less yeah. than half of that. It's crazy. What's yeah. your best performing hotel right now and why? <laughs> so um, look at it two ways. Uh, our best performing hotel from an occupancy percentage standpoint is a Best Western in Savannah, um, which is, uh, you know, it's 89 rooms. But it, it ran, uh, it sold 78 rooms on Saturday uh, in Savannah. And, uh, and so, and so that, and, and we actually reopened, the one hotel we reopened last week was uh, the hotel next to it, the Alita, um, which uh, is a higher end property. And it, it ran, it has 173 rooms and it ran uh, like 27% on Saturday, just reopening. So Savannah, you know, Savannah is a leisure market and, um, you know, they were, the folks in Georgia were ready to get out. The good people of the state of Georgia. Yes. Ready to get out. Yes. They knew you had a hotel in Savannah. That's why they opened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the other ones we have a, uh, you know, a Hampton Inn in, in New York that, um, you know, that got a lot of first responder business and, and has been running um, about 60%, 70% occupancy, albeit at half the rate. Um, and then, 
have a hotel in in Louisville, which is an outlier as well. Has been um, it's running. It's a, a 320 room property, but it's been running uh, about 30 uh, 30 to 35 percent, just over 100 rooms a night, pretty consistently in Louisville. And so, uh, and and. and and then you look at the rest of our portfolio and ones you would think would be better or not, and ones that you're surprised are doing a little bit better. Across our portfolio, it's um, of open hotels, it's like 10 to 12% in total. Yep. So pretty consistent with what I'm hearing other folks are experiencing. So, and it doesn't sound like I'm putting words in your mouth that you're not overly concerned. I mean, it's not a great place where we are right now but you're not overly concerned that you guys are going to be in any more trouble than the next guy that we're going to come out of this thing. It won't be fun, but that we'll come out of this eventually. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you know, um, we're, we're not uh, psychopaths where we're not concerned. I mean, we're certainly uh, concerned. Um, I think you'd be tone deaf not to be concerned. Um, so having said that, uh, having been through multiple event-driven cycles um, in our company's history, it just gives you a bit of um, clarity and I think a bit of firm ground to stand on where uh, you know that this will pass. Um, you've been through it before and while it's not fun, um, you know that you've done everything that you can do to uh, mitigate risk kind of going in and how you uh, and how you invest and our, our firm has um, done a very good job of uh, of managing risk in in uh, in the hotel space and and performing and so we uh, we can rely on um, on that experience and and one of the things we learned and got a lot better at during the global financial crisis is cash management and cash management is uh, is really critical, um, knowing where your cash is, what your reserves are, how, uh, what um, uses you'll have on a projected basis and, um, and being able to meet all your obligations and, and having a really tight controls around that um, is very helpful. And again, it gives you confidence um, that uh, you can, you can manage through and, work through issues in the long term. Yeah, where do you think the next opportunities are? I mean, we're not seeing it all right now. I mean, we get a lot of visibility, but there's not a lot of distress yet. It's coming. Uh, We're seeing more notes than real estate. I'm assuming you're seeing the same thing, but where do you think the opportunities exist over the next 12 months? Yeah, so I I, I think what we're hearing, you know, what what you're experiencing uh, as well, um, and I think that's why we're in the eye of the storm. And and I uh, I believe like in, there's a lot of just human behavior that uh, uh, that you have to think about here. And we're re- people have to go through the five stages of grief uh, in order to get to the other side. And some people go through that faster than others. And you know it starts with denial, then it's anger then it's bargaining, then depression, and then acceptance. And, and so some people get through that and look forward faster. Others are 
you know, hanging on to uh, the past. And I think that's why you're not, there's not um, time will, um, will force action. And, um, and so that, uh, I think that's uh, why I, I think that there's going to be difficult days ahead and um, more, you know, you're going to see defaults um, and uh, you're going to see, you know, broader defaults in the, uh, the CMBS market, which is much more difficult to manage. Um, and that all creates noise and, uh, and challenges for everybody. And we just have to get through it. Yeah, I think CMBS is going to be a really interesting one, right? Yeah. And I don't know when that opens back up on the lending side, but I think a lot of pain is going to come there too, just of how they're structured. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That the, There's nobody to talk to. You know, there's nobody that, there's nobody there that's left that cares about the relationship. Uh, there's nobody that can, can uh, uh, really quickly at least think through and make a smart uh, lending decision. Um, not that there's not a lot of smart people there. There are, it just takes time to get through to the special servicer and then have it uh, go through the workout. Um, and, um, and so that, uh, that we think is, uh, is coming in a, in a, in a pretty big way. So talk to me, I'm, I'm focused on recovery when we're reopening, but one of the things you guys are big philanthropists, right? You got yeah. a big, you know, a bunch of really neat things. One of the coolest ones is rock the road and you work with Pelotonia. Um, I, if I understand it correctly, I think your conference has been postponed or delayed, canceled, but Pelotonia is still on. Uh, tell me about those decisions that you had to make. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we did a couple years ago is we, um, we brought Pelotonia and the Columbus partnership uh, into uh, the event as, uh, as partners in the event. And, um, and I think that's going to prove to be, uh, really, uh, fortuitous, um, uh, given the, given the circumstances. And the goal was to, um, you know, really take the event to uh, another level of impact. And, um, and so what we determined, um, in conjunction with Pelotonia and Pelotonia, uh, I think they're still, uh, working through, they're going to have the event, but how they have the event, it's going to change. It's not going to be the same event. Um, and uh, if they ride, they'll they'll ride in uh, smaller groups on different paths, uh, or they'll um, they're going to create, um, you know, a, a you know a, a thoughtful a, a thoughtful event. What we, what we, in conjunction with them, is there's so much planning, and I know how you guys must have felt. You planned the entire event, and you were right on the doorstep of having your event. Well, uh, anybody that's uh, produced an event like yours or an event like ours know that it's a year-round effort, and um, it takes a lot of pre-planning and, uh, you know, working capital to you know, to set up uh, the programming and the, and the facilities and, and all of that. Um, and so what we determined was that this would be a great year. We've been working strategically on how to extend RTRX to a year-round impact. And, um, 
and so we are uh, we're launching. We're not having the event physically, but we're launching a Change Makers uh, virtual speaking series that uh, will carry that uh, the content that we have on the day of the event, and we'll have it throughout the year. And we're going to start by uh, inviting back some of the um, the past speakers and and do um, and, and do the event virtually um, and, and specifically on uh, different change makers, leaders, innovators, um, and um, and so we had our first one last week and um, and it went very well um, and. We're doing that in conjunction with Pelotonia, who um, who uh, will will access their database and um, you know grow that virtual content and build the um, you know the impact or visibility of RTRX that will then lead to our you know annual event in the future. And so we can spend all that all the time that we were planning on spending on producing the event this year, really launching this Changemaker series. So I, I think it's going to be, ironically, I think it's going to be a really good pivotal point for RTRX. And uh, again, we're thinking, we're thinking longer term. And, um, and again, our goal, goal being to have the, you know, the biggest impact that we can on cancer research. I, I think you'll succeed. Your heart's in the right spot. And what have you already raised? $10 million or something over the 10 years or longer that you've been doing this? Yeah. Like incredible numbers. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great event. I mean, I like coming. I like riding 25, 50, 100 miles with your yeah. good friends. Yeah. You just got to remember to click out before That's you. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Teague, uh, Teague was learning how to bike. At, at, uh, it was a couple of years ago and uh, forgot to click out of his uh is toe clips and uh we came to a red light and <laughs> teague just toppled over into the into the dirt it's pretty you should, should really warn people yeah. louder ahead of time that that's a potential possibility and you were talking all the way down the time. as you were falling to the ground i don't know what you're talking about jim <laughs> doesn't sound familiar yeah uh well I, I hope you get to have it it's a it's a great event uh, talk to me football. I know you're Columbus, Ohio. You're a big Ohio State fan. Are we going to be watching football come fall? I think we're going to be watching football. Uh, whether they have the fans in the stadium, I, uh, I think we're going to be watching football. It might be delayed, but it is um, – I mean, these are the things that uh, are very difficult, is that if we just focus on one issue, which is the COVID-19 issue, and that trumps everything else, then um, we make a, a certain series of decisions. If we think about it in context of, uh, you know, the broader world we live in and all the, um, you know, all the things that get impacted by that, um, there are a lot of uh, things that get harmed by uh, not having football. I mean, it seems ridiculous, but um, they, the OSU football pays for the entire uh, athletic department at Ohio State. And um, the, 
the education and the impact that it has on people's lives um, is significant and jobs that it, that it, um, that it supports and the mental health that it supports in our community is, uh, is big. And so um, I'm, I'm personally a proponent uh, of, you know, that we, we need to be thoughtful um, and we need to be um, respectful, but we also need to get, get going and, and get uh, uh, moving towards some, some normalcy of living with uh, this particular virus. Amen. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Jim, you're a good friend. Uh, I don't know when we get to get together again. Uh, I hope you're not working on your golf game. When's the last time you played golf? Oh, gosh, I, it, it's been a while. It's been I'm, a while. I'm, fired, I'm fired up the simulator in the office. It's working overtime. Is it helping? Is it helping your score? It's not helping. No? It's helping the boredom. Yeah. <laughs>taking the time today Jim we appreciate it this was great absolutely so we have a fun game to play um, weekly I've been putting together this hunter happy hour for everyone in our company to play so we'll come up with Price is Right game Jeopardy we've done Pictionary uh, we've done a lot of things just to try to stay connected and see each other um, so we thought it'd be fun to do Would You Rather with you today. <laughs> okay. Is that good? Yeah, okay. Um, so y'all were talking about The Last Dance for Michael Jordan. So the first question, this is for both of y'all. Okay. Who would you rather have on your team, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Jordan, for sure. Jordan, definitely. I think that's, yeah. Maybe because I've been watching this documentary and it gets me pumped up, but definitely <laughs> Michael Jordan. Um, all right. Six championships. Yeah. Jordan. Hands down. All right. Would you rather be stung by one murder hornet <laughs> or get stung by a bee every day for the rest of your life? <laughs> one murder hornet, for sure. That hurts, though. I don't know if you read about it. it that is a fiery ouch. I know, I know. It, the, the picture of those murder hornets are like straight out of a sci-fi cartoon. I, I, they're crazy looking. But I, I couldn't take getting stung by a bee every day. Yeah. You know, you'd get what used if you to could die? What's what if that? You die? What if you die? Um, well, it, are murder hornets, uh, are they killing people? I think you have to get stung multiple times, but who knows? What if this yeah. one sting did it yeah. for you? Obviously, if, if, if it was a choice of life or death, I would pick the, uh, the bee every day. Okay. T, what cool. was yours? I, I, I think, depending on how bad the murder hornet is, I think the murder hornet, hornet and you get it over with. And we move on. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So coming up from, on Memorial Weekend, we have the big match. Is it Tiger and Peyton, or would you have Phil and Brady? Which one are you having when? Uh, I'm, I'm Tiger and Peyton, but I'm a Falcons fan, so Tom Brady's dead to me. Yeah, I would go with Tiger and Peyton as well. Yeah. I love Tiger Woods, so I'd do that as well. All right, last one. Uh-oh, okay. Would you rather be quarantined on a cruise ship or at a hotel? <laughs> Or you can't leave. Is the cruise ship moving? 
or is it stationed in one? Port? I mean, it could be moving on water, but you're not get your quarantine. You can't get off the boat, Teague. Can you go to the casino and? Uh... The casino is probably the last place you want to be during coronavirus. <laughs> at the hotel, can I go to the bar? Is there a rooftop bar at the hotel, and I'm allowed to go? You're quarantined, so I don't know unless maybe it's one person you're going by yourself to the bar, but you can't be around other people. All right. Social distancing. Yeah, I would probably say in a hotel then. In a hotel, definitely. The rooms yeah. are nicer. Yeah, the rooms are nicer. At least you know you have a window. So. Yes. All right, that's all I got for you today. That's good. That was very G-rated. I uh, I was I was worried about that. I mean, I could have gone a different route, but yeah, <laughs> PG. Yes, PG. Your kids are playing that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Yeah, Thanks, Ashley. <laughs>